I've I've decided I'm going to introduce you. You see, if our listeners don't know you anymore, I think they're being it's, it's, they're being dangerously wrong. Now. They they should know you by now. Uh, absolutely, they should know you. Good evening to you. Good evening, my brother. How are you well? Very well. Very Always well. good to see you. Yeah, yeah it's good. I, to be I here. truly appreciate your time, Thank and you. I I remind you, dear listener, if we had to ask him to come for thirty minutes for a private seminar, we would have to pay me lots of money. So don't move. You're getting such um, important and expensive advice for free. Don't move. You want to listen to this conversation. Dr. T. Yes. You sent me something that, that left me perplexed. Even I thought I knew much. South Africa to date has about 5.6 million registered SMMEs. 3.3 million are survivalist business. 1.7 micro enterprises. And only 554,000 small enterprises so pretty much in this 5.6 less than 10 percent are truly yeah in a stable space yeah yeah now 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 you see uh, most of these are survivalists that yes. means that uh, uh, according to law they they have no capacity to generate employment they really have no capacity to contribute to gdp yeah uh, they they are they are they are dying businesses. That's that's the point. Yes. So so really, when it comes to entrepreneurship in the context of South Africa, uh, we're in a we're in a we're, we're in a very bad space. And 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 I think that's why it's important for us to to help people win in this field. Remember again, uh, um, um, we are looking at uh, uh, the fact that uh, jobs and the fact that the economy will not be turned around. By your big multinationals, yeah. it's actually the SMMEs that are that are, are, are being looked upon. Yes. I mean, currently they are contributing what about forty percent of GDP? Yeah. Of GDP. So, so in countries yeah. like Canada, we're talking seventy-five percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we still have a long way to go, yeah. and um, and um, and that's why it's important for entrepreneurs uh, to know how to bounce back. You know, to know how to how to have lasting power. You know, to know how to really stand up and make business work. Well, then let's talk about that. How do I then? Reset. Um, <laughs> what do I do differently as an entrepreneur? Yeah, interestingly, interestingly, I'll I'll just share a couple of ideas. Yes. I think one of the key things uh, that's very critical uh, for you to uh, to reset as an entrepreneur. Um, I always say that when you encounter a setback, don't sit or, or settle in your setback. You know, plan your comeback. Yes. And a lot of times when we fall in business, you know, we we can't pick ourselves up. And and I think one of the key things that we need to understand is that uh, a change is 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 constant. Constant, you know, change is constant. The first thing you want to do is to is to is to look at yourself. Change begins with you, and 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 accept the fact that change is a major constant in our lives. I mean, look at it even industrially. We have been through what four industrial revolutions. I mean, from the first one, uh, 1760 to about 1840, there, yeah. 1820, 1840. You know, the steam engine, the steam engine, yeah. the steam engine comes in. The the factory is born. <laughs> Second industrial revolution. The world was changing. You know. Uh, you're talking what 1860 to 1914 yeah. you know electricity comes into play the assembly line comes into play third industrial revolution um, in the in the 1940s upwards yeah. you know technology comes yes. into play the digital revolution kicks in and now we're in the fourth industrial revolution you know now we're looking at uh, um, uh, you, you know we're looking at um, um, automation we're yeah. looking at uh, disruption fusion you know AR, AR robotics yeah. you know yeah. you know ro the internet of things internet of things 
I mean, it's amazing. So change is one of those very constant things in our lives. And there's three dimensions to change. Number one, you need to change before you have to. That's always a win. Number two, you change because you have to. That's a bit of a difficult win. Yes. It's not easy to change because you have to. You know, and then thirdly, of course, changing after you have to is very, very dangerous. And so in business, you need to make sure that uh, you understand the change curve. And if you want to reset, be someone who's always prepared and always ready to change. Remember, we are a product of our past. Mm. You know, they're, they're, again, you're, everybody here is a product of their past choices and circumstances. You know, and, and so your past pushes you into the present. And the present, if nothing changes in the present, you are headed towards a predictable future. I'm sure you remember, you know, uh, auntie or, or mommy or grandma saying, if you don't change, you will end up where your father ended up. You know, <laughs> if you don't change, you'll end up where yeah. your auntie ended up. Yes. You know, because if the pattern is not interrupted, it leads to a predictable future. So in the present, you are able to make a different decision so that the future, you're not pushed by your present into your future, but you are now a uh, beckoned by an alternative future. So change gives us that opportunity wow. to start afresh. By the way, our conversation with the coach is live on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rams, and we'd like you to also join us. Call us, 089-110-3377. How can we help you to reset that button and get your business from survivalist to truly entrepreneurial, you know, to a space where you can grow and employ other people and hopefully you become a big business next time. So Dr. Tandos Banda, right here in studio to help you with that kind of stuff. However, Dr. T, yes. uh, you know, I, I always, I go to seminars and I listen to people like you, people yeah. who make me just want to jump and scream and say, <laughs> yes! <laughs> and, and, and some of the things, one, one word that you always use is imagination. Yes you, yes, you always beg on us to have strong imagination. Absolutely. But how how does one stimulate this imagination? What do I have to do mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have a strong imagination? Right, there's a, there's a principle there. I think when it comes to business, the the key thought is follow the grain in your own wood. Do not fear to to innovate. One of the biggest challenges in uh, in um, in Africa is that uh, a lot of us jump into a business idea that is well past its sell by date. You know, uh, I, I, I used to always ask myself, why is it that everybody plants maize? You know, it's simply because society has lost imagination. You know, a guy wakes up and, and decides this year I'm going to plant maize. I want to hit 50 bags. The neighbor wakes up next door and he looks over the fence and says, oh, the guy has planted maize. I'm doing the same. Let me hurry and go buy my maize. And so before you realize it, the whole community is planting maize and, and maize becomes the buzzword. But 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 where are the guys that will plant, uh, uh, you know, baby breath? You, you, you know, those flowers that, yes, uh, that make yes. up a bouquet. I mean, that go for like a, a thousand rand just a bunch of 10 or something like that. Where are the people that will innovate? Where are the people that will plant turnips? Where are the people that will look outside the box and, 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 and and really work on their imagination? Remember, imagination is also the mother of invention. Yes. Because imagination speaks about the picture in your mind. But also, for me, that also speaks to... So here's everybody planting maize yes. in, in, your, in your neighborhood. Yes. When do you think about the value chain? Who, who's thinking, what, how can I process this maize and make money? Because <laughs> these guys are going to sell maize. Where is it going to go? I can buy their maize and process yeah. and do something with the maize. That's the thing. You see, we never think it through. The question should, should always be, right, who will buy my product? Do I have a distribution agreement? 
Do I have a market for this? Have I secured? What will I make from it? After I take away my my expenses, what remains for me? You see, we don't think of that. Mm. We simply jump, jump, oh, what's the next gravy train? You know, there was a time when everybody, everyone was opening salons. Everybody <laughs> went for a salon. Yeah. And then it yeah. went to car washes. Then everybody yeah. went after car washes. You know, and then it went to it, it went to other things, internet cafes. Everybody opened an internet cafe. So you, you realize that even in a space where you're business is not sustainable you are not thinking about what's in it for you what will i get do i have the full value chain figured out we don't have a culture of innovation neither do we have a culture of research remember rems the 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 success of any endeavor is 95 percent pre-production that's why organizations 95%. 95% pre-production and only 5% production. You know, I worked I worked for a couple of years as a as a as a as a, as a film producer, TV producer, director. Yeah. And, and 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 if you are planning a film or you're planning a documentary, most of your work is pre-production. Yes. Believe me, by the time you go on the field to shoot, it's just it's just the 5% of yes. execution. But but again, we we throw that away when we are going into business and we use hope. No, 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 no. Ah, I've got big Hope people are going to buy. Yes. Hope is, gr- is a great feeling, but a lousy strategy. <laughs> I, I, I almost asked you about something else, but that, that yeah. would get us completely tri- digressed, and I'm not going to go there and ask you about faith. Anyway, <laughs> okay. the third point that you raised, yeah. and I promise you, mm-hmm. I read the, he- the, the heading of that, and I said, I absolutely don't understand what you're talking about. Right. Evolve the right language of value. Right. Yeah. This is very critical because the principle is simply this. Poverty is not the absence of money. It is the failure to speak the language of value in the marketplace. Poverty is not the absence of money. Mm. It's the failure to speak the language of value in the marketplace. You see, you see, the marketplace, the business space operates on the principle of value. The world doesn't pay you for your time. It pays you for your value. You see, that's why a rich man's 24 hours are the same as a poor man's 24 hours. Yeah. A rich man's hour is the same as a poor man's hour. What is the difference? The difference is the value that is in that hour. That is what makes a difference. It's like this engineer who, who was called to this factory where, where, where things were not working. There was this big machine that wasn't working and they call him and they say, dude, this thing is not working. Can you help us? He walks around and then he simply takes a hammer and makes one tap and the machine starts working. And then the guy said to him, he gives them a, a bill for a thousand bucks. Yes. And they said to him, but you didn't do anything. You walked around, looked around and just tapped it once and it worked. He said, yeah, for tapping it's a dollar, but for knowing where to tap it's 999. What had he done he had built value he was able to create value out of his skill and so make sure that your business speaks the language of value Floyd Mayweather fought for 28 minutes in his last match and walked away with 300 million dollars I'm not sure that he fought but let's not go there Let's not go there, Dr. Okay. Yeah, that was something <laughs> else altogether. But in agreeing with you, actually, yes, I, I always, I mean, I don't speak about it in the same language. Your, your language is much better than mine. Mm-hmm. But I always say to people, I, I actually don't care how you did it. Yes. I, I don't care what you used. Yes. I don't even want to see it. Mm. I'm interested in the outcome. Right. I will pay you for the outcome. If the outcome is what I'm looking for, yes. I'm good. Yes. I am not bothered by anything else. Now, 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 look at this. When you look at the at a, at a marketplace, 
the outcome needs to speak to the to the input. But when you look at this this whole issue of value, it's very critical because uh, uh, you, you, you know value has got dimensions. Value is is a full language that the market base operates on. For example, there is a dimension of value. There is what we call rational or cerebral value. Yeah, that says that for example, a Mercedes costs more than it has. It's yeah. valuable. You, 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 you know, I mean, it's reasonable. Yeah. If you are driving a Mac and I'm driving a, a, a Tess, the guy who, who's going to get a tip expects more from you than he would expect <laughs> from me. That's rational value. Yes. But then that's not the only dimension of value. There is also what is called irrational or emotional value. Now, that's another language in the marketplace. For example, the glove which Michael Jackson wore yeah. uh, um, when he did that whole uh, moonwalk yeah. thing, right? That glove was bought for over four hundred thousand mm. dollars. The shirt that Elvis, Elvis Presley wore was was auctioned for a lot of money. Yeah. You know why the, is is the is the language of value different? You know, you know. There is rational, where we're we we, we using a rational approach, but then there's another dimension which is irrational or emotional. Mm. So if you are putting a business out there, you need to understand what value is the marketplace speaking. Yes. Because if you come with a rational uh, proposition where it's an irrational or emotional value plane, you will not get your market. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it easy for people to understand what you're talking about, and I always give them this example. People yes. get very angry. <laughs> I'm gonna make an example about a colleague of mine. Yes. So you know you you will hear people complain that say a DJ fresh gets called to an event and he he will be paid fifty thousand rand, and and you say but I could have done it for them for ten thousand rand. But but you don't understand. Yeah. There is an emotional attachment to that guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you may be doing something good, you know, but with That's him, true. there's an emotional attachment. That's People true. are going to come to the room because they want to see that guy. So there is, value. A, there is an emotional value to him. That's value. Yes. And that value literally uh, uh, transcends and, and, and it totally uh, metamorphosizes the amount of money he gets paid. Yes. Because now you are not talking, well, you are only going to do the one, two, three, normally it would be uh, uh, 2,000. No, no, now you are dealing with the brand. Yes. Black Mambazo, you call them to come and do just one song. Mm -hmm. You are going to pay them a lot of money, but the other guys in the township who probably can do the same song. Yeah, in fact, if you go to George Koch, they do those songs every <laughs> every Sunday, but they will never get a cent. No, no, in no. In fact, no, they no. sit there with open heads, yeah. hoping that we throw money in there. <laughs> That's the point. Yes. Value, value. So you need to 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 package yourself in a language of value. Do you create value over over a period of time? I mean, you know, most of the people listening to yes. us, most of the people who walk through this the doors of this yes. studio, uh, are startups are been running their own businesses. They get a bit impatient. They want to price their product or their service. Do you create that value over time? It, it, it does. It yeah. does. Remember, there's 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 there's, there's there's two ways. First of all, there's what is called intrinsic value. Yeah. Intrinsic value is value you are born with. For example, we are all human beings. We are valuable. Yes. You know, you just can't kill a human being and want to get away with it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because a human being has value, intrinsic value. The other dimension of value is what is called assimilated value. Assimilated value is value that you build over time. It assimilates. So when it comes to a brand, you want to build yourself as a brand, make sure that you are ready to take the time, put the time, put the input, put in the excellence and 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 and, and build that over time so assimilated value is what then creates that whole difference between just uh, from a, from an intrinsic value uh, perspective 0891103377 i i <laughs> i get excited about this stuff and 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 i worry one of the things i live 
a lot of entrepreneurs with is they must pay themselves first. And and I yeah. always use examples. They must listen to people yeah. like you. That's yeah. paying yourself first. Yeah. Go and get some more knowledge and, and build your business better. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so every time I go everywhere, people speak about strategy. Yeah. Strategy, strategy. And it's, it's this paramount thing. You know, yeah. if you have strategy, you're good. But you argue that culture will eat strategy for breakfast <laughs> absolutely <laughs> in fact that was uh, that was that was uh, my uh, my phd uh, dissertation yeah and and, and and my my hypothesis was was that uh, uh, you need to evolve a culture that enables your strategy because culture will eat strategy for breakfast. Yes. I, I mean, Peter Drucker said that. And, and Top and Rick came along and said, not just for breakfast, but also for lunch and dinner. You know why? Jeez, eh? Because because a and lot of a people... A nightcap too. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. A lot of people in their businesses, a lot of people in their companies spend a lot of money developing strategy. They spend uh, millions on strategy, strategy retreats, strategy for yeah. 2018, 2019, 2020. Five-year plan. Five-year plan. It's all strategy, but they have not molded and modeled a culture that supports strategy. Yes. Remember, human behavior does not happen according to strategy. It happens according to culture. If we have a culture that does not put the cut, the customer first, it doesn't matter how much strategy we have. We, you know, the, the, the behavior of the staff, the behavior of, of, of the people will not enhance strategy. Remember, every organization has a smell. You know, I remember uh, uh, what uh, Professor Sumantra Koshal said, he, he, you know, in one of his speeches. He, he, he's speaking about, 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 about India, um, where he comes from. He says every, every, uh, every summer he visits India. And he says the first thing that... When he gets there, it's hot. You know, the dogs, the dirt, you know. You are just drained. Everything just drains you. Yes. You know. And then he says, but then there was a place where he used to work at one near one of the universities in France called Fontainebleau. Yeah. He says there was a forest there and he'd walk in that forest. When he gets into the forest, you know, it's cool. The birds are, are, are you know, are chipping lovely. The grass. Immediately, you, you feel freshened. You feel energized. Your creative juices start to flow. And then he says, understand that every Every business and every organization has a smell. You know, you can feel it. Does it smell like Calcutta in summer or does it smell oh, like Fontainebleau in spring? You know, when you walk into the doors of any business, you understand that. Have you, have you built a culture that gives you a great smell to your customers? Because every business has a smell. Itumeleng, <laughs> good evening. Good evening, sir. Are you well? I am not well. We have been cheated. We know that the show starts at seven thirty, and when no, you no, the, the show starts at seven. It has been starting at seven since the first of August, twenty eighteen. Uh, it has been starting at seven o'clock since the first of August. I went to even the page to check the flyer. I was you know? thinking I'm drunk. No, doctor. Yeah. Uh, doctor, I, I wish you could go on for an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a lot to share. And we've got a lot, some of us, to grasp. And I need the podcast. I'll search it myself. Uh, I have to find it. What you just said, there are systems placed in all these companies. Yeah. But the culture and saying, the way you're doing things as you do million within this brand, how is it contributing? How is it fruitful to that end user, which is the customer? Mm. No, go on. Preach, Baba. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. Itiman has just proved that there's a cultural matter here. He doesn't know that the show has changed his times. It worries me. It worries me. We've, we've been preaching this is all over out there. Anyway, lastly, talk. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, many small businesses have a, one of the biggest phobias is collaboration. Oh, yeah. One of the things we worry about is that I can't work with Dr. T because he's going to steal from me. Mm. He's not going to understand the way I want to do things. And that makes us panic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a very big challenge. Actually, uh, we've got uh, we've got a very big problem there because the, the the principle is simply this: if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. You see, we we we've got to start believing in the power of uh, teamwork because there is value in collaboration. There is serious value in collaboration. A, a lot of ideas never see the light of day. Why? Because we are afraid of sharing our wealth, our knowledge, and our efforts with other people. Remember, 5% of a cake is actually better than 100% of nothing. I remember a couple of years I was, I was, um, I was in Nigeria and, uh, and, and, and I was working on this, on this, on this, on this show and um, 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 I was a producer there. And the, and, the, and, the, and the owner of the show tells me a story because she was lamenting, saying, you know, in Africa, we don't believe in working together. Says myself and a friend of mine, we both wanted to have hotels. Yeah. She says we we bought land. Both of us bought land. Me and my best friend we bought land. She says, but what I did is that after I fenced my land, I went and uh, and spoke to a friend of mine who was a banker, and then I contacted someone from the Protea Group and arranged a luncheon for the three of us, and we discussed about setting up a hotel. You know, she says, but my friend went and bought the land, fenced it, and they said, you know what, she's go- she was going to do the foundation on her own. You know, and then from there, she was bringing in bricks, you know, a bucket of bricks, a bucket of bricks tomorrow, this and that. It's six years later, she says, I have a Protea hotel standing there. I don't own all of it. Yeah. I just have probably 12, 15% of it. Yes. But believe me, my dream is fulfilled. I get a dividend out of it. And the other one is still at foundation stage. Mm -hmm. What is the difference? We don't want to work together. That's the challenge. You see, I understand that when you look at these uh, trans uh, 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 um, uh, continental migration birds like the geese, the geese fly in formation. And when the geese are in formation, they are able to go 71% further then they would fly alone. So there's a lesson there for us. We have to work together. Is that that when they are together, there's there's comfort in numbers that I'm not alone. I, I'm, I'm covered by my peers, by it, by those who support me. It, it, it's that. But, uh, but also, there's also a science to it. When they fly in a V formation, the bird behind the one that's in front has got less drag because the angle cuts away the drag. So there's less drag. So everybody flows. And then when the one in front gets tired, it moves to the back of the line and the one that is second takes over. These are birds of nature teaching us something amazing about building huge businesses that will stand the test of time. We have to collaborate. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dr. Tandersman. Yes, Yeah, yeah. Whew. The only reason I love this part is because it makes it makes sure that you come back again. You know, I I think every good thing must come to an end. Absolutely. If it doesn't end, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. 
How do people get to know more about your stuff? Where do they get your work? How do they call you to come and speak at their events at their companies and stuff like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, well, well, I, I, I am available. I've, uh, I've got my website, yeah. uh, uh, tandospeaks.com. Yeah. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Dr. Tando Speaks. Um, I'm, on, uh, I'm on Twitter, Dr. Tando Speaks. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Dr. Tando uh, Speaks as well, or, 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 or rather Tando Spanda. Yeah. They can pretty much get me anywhere there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there. I'm, 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 I'm available. I'm 100% available. Well, he comes highly recommended. I can tell you that much. This conversation will be podcast soon, but is already on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rams, and we shall repeat all his details on all our platforms. And you shall listen to him again in about three weeks. He'll be back again. Dr. Svan, always wonderful having you here. Thank you very much. Must have a great evening. It's a pleasure to be here. When we come back, respectfully, we'll have a quickie.